Welcome to my podcast, The Awaken Life Project. My name is Monica Matea and I'm transformational health and life coach, helping professional and ambitious people to step into their life with amazing health, clarity and purpose. The Awaken Life Project has been born out of the dream to create legacy and inspire hundreds of people to fulfill their potential using not only scientific mindset tools that work, but intuition too. My dream is for you to connect with your body, mind and spirit on the level you have not yet explored. So are you ready? Hello and welcome to the next episode of my podcast. I need to start counting them and putting the number because I have now recorded quite a few. Today is the last uh, part uh, in the series about setting goals. We are in the last few days of January and I still feel that it's a good time for setting out goals and looking at intentions Uh, although the novelty of the new year may have truly gone. So I want you to, if you feel like uh, you want to set some goals for yourself this year, is to come back to the free uh, previous episode. And I was talking about health, faith and career money. And of course, in each of these areas, you can explore many aspects um, and they are totally individual to you. But I think um, I always suggest in all of them a kind of a good starting point. Uh, also choose priority. Health, uh, it does not mean that you neglect, for example, for me, it will be health. Uh, but it doesn't mean that I neglect all the others. It just means that I put more attention to my number one priority, which is health, losing weight, getting fitter, burning fat, and really getting a nice, good, um, strong body. And I think because you really put a lot of priority on that and attention, you build a mental resilience and you learn the skills that you can basically use in all the other areas. I'm looking at my money as well. I'm looking at my faith. I don't neglect that at all. But as I said, I'm putting priority somewhere, which is so important for me, which is health. And I want to just remind you of key three principles about goals. First of all, don't use goals against yourself. It's just really defeating the whole purpose. I must achieve this. I must do that. If I don't, I will be, I don't know, stupid and I will never do anything. Like we can put so much negative spin around achieving the goals that it's no wonder that people don't like setting them. Goals are always only for good. Yeah, I'm setting you to be a better person, fitter, healthier person, better person with my money, better person in the relationships. This is what I'm going to talk about today. And goal is also an opportunity to grow and fun. Uh, honestly, it's I have not felt like that for, for the last two years, I must say. I've sort of ditched my personal development a little bit, but now I'm back with the full force and I'm feeling that I'm on track and really feel that my mind is sharp and ready to take on more knowledge and more into self-development and growth and I actually really love back the the journey I'm on and it's really fun and grow but I don't use it against me that I haven't done something and therefore oh my gosh I will never be good at it. I mean, that's not true because as I said, 
you you if you don't succeed if you give up basically but if you keep trying and even if it's a slow progress you will get there okay so let's talk about relationships so the skills you can learn here are for life and of course this relates to your dearest and nearest but also it could be work relationships and relationship with strangers probably the most interesting one so I'm going to talk about a few concepts and the way I think like, oh, what, what goals I can set for my relationship. And it could be, oh, we should spend more time together. That what was my goals usually around relationships. But I do that anyway. So there isn't any, <laughs> any kind of proper grow in it. What I really uh, want from my relationships this year is I'm going to talk about three key elements. So, um, but the main principle of that is um, is the thought you may have about the person and you want to, for example, change relationship. So, for example, you may have children and I have a daughter. I may have a lot of different thoughts about her and uh, I will show you and I will talk to you about how one negative thought can generate so many others which are basically not true. So a thought you have about person, for example, who is late, right? So how many times you blame somebody for doing that on purpose rather than thinking, oh, I hope she is okay right now and nothing serious happened. Or if we know that a person always shows up late, can we set a boundary for that person and say, listen, it would mean a lot to me if you could be on time this time, right? They don't have a crystal ball. This is how we always um, do it. But then if you tell them, uh, I'm sure they will take that into consideration because they may not actually were fully aware of doing that, right? So there are so many people, once you somehow... And, and this is what I see in the coaching that when I coach and I when I take the thought a person has about another person and I put it like in front of that person, they suddenly see it and they suddenly are aware of it and they think like, oh my gosh, I never thought as I were doing that. Yes, really uh, an important part is the way you think about other person, not actually uh, what they do or the, what they don't do. Okay, so you can do a short exercise. So just basically think what makes a great relationship. So you can list a few characteristics that you think you want to see in a beautiful and loving relationship and pay attention. How do you see that relationship with yourself, especially if you are on your own, a little bit bored or maybe stressed? How do you talk to yourself with respect, love? Do you trust yourself? Do you have fun? Are you compassionate with yourself, for example, when you fail? Um, I know it's maybe a little bit of cliche saying that a good relationship always starts with you. And I never wanted to believe it. And I wanted and I was really wanted to change another person. I'm just to put in the context, I'm in a married relationship and we have been together now uh, nearly 20 years and honestly, this is how many times I was frustrated that uh, my husband doesn't do that or doesn't do this. Honestly, I was really 
taking my hair out almost wanting them him to be a different person and all of that was causing uh, a lot of friction a lot of disappointment because it's just basically not possible but then I've realized that I really didn't have a good relationship with myself I was exactly similar to myself um, especially when I was on my own and all of that frustration I was basically putting on him poor guy I know okay so it definitely opened my eyes to how bad relationship with myself was and once I started to change change the thoughts about myself where I am in my life and all of that I mean, the perspective started to change. It's not necessarily that the person has changed. It's just basically your thinking has changed. And because you, because of that, you become more aware of things. You started to cum- communicate better and they started to change as well. But of course, it's never guaranteed. So let's explore, um, in my opinion, three key elements to build solid um, funda- foundation for happy and engaged relationship. You can set some goals in all three, but most of the time is really about increasing your awareness of what you think and feel um, for another person. And that could be at work, but I think a lot of us, especially in a good long relationships we want them to last to be that right so I think we always work on improving them so of course if you have like a relationship with your dearest nearest this is where you could start but you always start with yourself so first of all I believe what is really key is empathy and lovability we simply putting ourselves in their shoes and we love them no matter what now, this, is, can, this can be very difficult for a complicated, abusive relationship, I know, and I don't even go there because a, it's not my experience and it's not my expertise. Um, but that empathy is absolutely needed for even awareness. But the way you're going to deal with this is you put yourself in, in other shoes, uh, in other person's shoes. For example... I want to explore two examples. The first of all, children and laziness and a drinking parent. So um, children, so let's say I have a daughter and she is a teenager and as a lot of teenagers, she doesn't care about her room. So during the week, there, are, there is stuff all over the floor. It really is, doesn't look great and it drives me mad. Um, she also doesn't put away her dirty dishes sometimes she just leaves a lot of things around the house like you know a typical teenager and what you can say about her is like she's lazy she doesn't want to do it because lazy and lazy and and then by the time you think about anything else it doesn't really matter because you always think that she's she's lazy if she forgot a homework she's lazy if she forgot to call you she's lazy because that one thought about her generates so many other things, no matter what our circumstances. But the laziness is not true. Well, especially in my in the case of my daughter, and I'm sure in case if you have children, uh, in case of your children, that they do so much. 
they do so much of the other stuff and they yes they may not necessarily be have the best etiquette and even hygiene at this point in their life but it doesn't mean that they're laziness so it's really understanding that why they put not putting away the clothes for my daughter it's like she can't be bothered and also that she's focused on other things and she's doing her homework this and that and it really doesn't distract her yeah and there are children who have to have clean rooms my daughter is not one of them and so I basically that the way I deal with it so that I don't drive myself crazy is like I ask her to do a minimum during the week and a proper cleanup during the week and and it's just basically my boundary you know I want you to do that it's important for me and I don't go and scream sometimes yeah it's sort of when I you know I switch on my emotional way of looking at it then yes uh, a rage is coming out but it doesn't bring anything good she does it and she she does it because I'm scream but she doesn't do it from her own heart and she's basically uh, not in a good mood to do anything else right so I just basically believe that it's just it's counterproductive and it's not working so the way you deal with it is basically you set some boundaries and say um, but also changing the thoughts around it's not true that she's lazy it's just a person who not necessarily feels that um, her room has to be cleaned up all the time uh, in terms of the dishes quite often she basically forgets but when you remind her she's okay to put it into the dishwasher right um, or taking the whatever that is it can be done with um, a lot of you know good communication basically and not putting the labels on on another person so that it generates a lot of other negative thoughts which are completely unnecessary and then I mentioned also a drinking parent so this one is very difficult and it's a bit of example from my own family and I think that in this case um, it's a it's a very difficult because at the end of the day we want an, another person to stop drinking uh, especially if it has become a very regular thing so in a, such a way that you can't really have a proper conversation about things because the way they deal with it is just basically they drink they don't want to feel anything they don't want to discuss anything um, and this is very difficult because you still love them you still put you try to put um, well I don't know whether you try but a lot of people don't want to put themselves in their shoes right so why are they drinking you know from your own perspective right because you ask them they probably don't know but again the communication is important and setting some boundaries giving them the time to see whether they can get some help right but it's a proper kind of communication and sometimes you have to let it go because I truly believe that if you set the boundaries and they're broken and I keep trying to change them with force it's not going to work and you're going to be very much so um, disappointed and your own health is going to deteriorate probably uh, especially mental health so I think considering something else in this uh, probably would be better but you could explore a goal, uh, goals of um, getting to know the other person, putting yourself in, in their shoes and how they might feel and accepting who they are, but also setting boundaries and unfortunately sometimes uh, letting that go. 
Uh, I think the exceptions might be here. Parents, um, we can have a, a very challenging relationship with our parents, with our father, with mother. Uh, and then we really is about empathy and yes, again, setting boundaries, but also empathy and and re really acknowledging that this is who they are. But also, as I said, setting the boundaries um, it, and probably you won't be able to do much about um, to change them, but you can change your thoughts about them. Right. And uh, really trying to get into their shoes. And the next part is communication, because, of course, this is the when you when you um, and I think you can actually go and practice that. So when you put yourself in the empathy and lovability, I, I love this person no matter what, that communication will be different than it comes from a very negative experience. Oh, you always late home and. Uh, I cook and you don't come and, and there is the whole thing and you're doing this on purpose, you don't care, right? Rather than, oh, you work hard. Can you tell me um, why you have to um, maybe stay late and uh, what is uh, going on? Can you be open with me? Like they don't have a crystal ball. They don't know how you feel and think about it, right? But somehow we always take this negative side of looking at other people. So in here, we're really practicing emotional intelligence. We react with emotions if another person is not listening to what we say. And of course, they don't do what we want them to do, like, for example, children. So and also we have a like a certain mental picture of who we want them to be. We want that person to always cleanse after herself, himself. We want that person to call us regularly. We want uh, that person to cook, to do shopping. And we all have this beautiful picture. But of course, the person is the person and they do what they will do. But communication in that kind of case where you come with empathy and lovability is actually vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable. You have to tell them how you feel and it's not always easy. So let's say if somebody is late, you can tell them how it makes him feel, might make you feel. But of course, it's not about um, putting them into shame and guilt, but really truly be honest with it. We can sometimes over emphasize and dramatize, put some drama into it, but it's actually looking honestly how we feel about it. And, uh, and of course, we want to understand why. So they don't have that crystal ball. So, and I would say that most of the behavior from people is just not done with malice. It's just, um, we have the thoughts which create a very negative experience and therefore it's very difficult as i gave you example before to really see um, anything positive or in, in that it's always about a, a quite negative experience so um, for example we may think oh he doesn't call often so it means he doesn't love me he doesn't care he's late he doesn't care about me but nowadays, if somebody is late for a meeting or social outing, I always worry about them rather than I'm angry they did, did it on purpose or, or something. Um, and it's good to say, oh, I see you are late. I, I was worried about you and I'm glad you're OK. Next time, give me a call because I'm really worried. And honestly, this is the best approach and it always works. 
you your mental health is better because you're not get into that negative spiral um, and they feel like oh okay I understand I didn't know because quite often most people are not aware that it's something that you're causing something um, to others and the last thing is letting go of controlling other people so really it's about manipulating your own behavior and their behavior to like you and I leave it at that but controlling other people and wanting them to be in a certain way it's just not possible it will never work and therefore the goal here is to set other people free to explore who they are right and that requires the two above empathy and lovability and communication right but not in a sense communication that you tell them what to do and trying to change them for some uh, somebody they are not. It's not going to work. Therefore, uh, we have to let that go. It's a communication rather about you to them rather than to them, right? Uh, or because they have done something, right? Just give them the kind of awareness of your own thoughts and of your own feelings. And then uh, letting go of controlling and trying to change uh, a person so um, the examples would be I mean there's so, so many of it and I think I've recorded a few podcasts about me starting my own business and you know quitting my corporate job and not really communicating this properly with my husband because I really never considered how he may feel and here's a person um I would do it differently now. Now I know and we've sort of gone through, unfortunately, a hard way, but it could be so much easier um, because he's a person who always worry about financials and money. He's a person who always want to have everything under control. Um, and I just basically put him in, in a lot of, like a lot of people are like that anyway with finances, right? We want to make sure we, ha we have income to pay all the bills and other things. So it's just nothing like unusual, but we have to consider that for, for another person, right? And put ourselves in their shoes because they don't have that mental capacity yet to grasp what is going on. And people are very poor in managing the change. And if it's such drastic change happening, they will be um, reacting very negatively. Um, and if there is no communication in place, there is no empathy uh, and there is not putting yourself in their position, it's going to be a very difficult conversation and the whole relationship is very difficult. Um, so that's from my own experience. I've learned that later when I got some coaching around, maybe because he's worried about how you're going to pay the bills. This is all natural worries, right? But I haven't really properly maybe addressed that. Uh, I thought I did, but... Um, but I didn't, right? So not in a way that would be acceptable, for example, to my husband. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of things which is basically we are not aware of. And I think through those three things, we can really increase the awareness. Here you go. All of the things I have already, uh, well, addressed for this um, four areas in your life. So once again, health, faith, career, money and uh, relationships. 
Honestly, if you put priority on any of them and you put some goals around those, you put some good um, coaching around um, and, and growing in, in all of these areas, what will happen is you will have the skills to be to use in other all the other areas. And one thing I would say, don't give up. Um, resilience in any of those areas matters for a long-term success. It's not about what you can achieve tomorrow. It's about how you can grow, who you become on the journey. Even at some point when you get to the goal, probably it won't be that like a massive success because you've already achieved so much going there. And that goal may have changed, but you are on that journey to really grow and be who you want to be and really be um, explore everything in life. Life is delicious. I want you to tell, to know that. It's beautiful. There's so much to explore. So please, please don't ever give up. Set the goals and go and fly. Okay, so that was the last in this four-part series. Another one, uh, another episode will be about something different, but still very life-related. And I hope you can subscribe, leave me a review, and also share this podcast if you find it that it helps you in any way. Take care, all the best, and bye for now.